Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard, author of Visualizing Happiness in Every Area of Your Life and host of this podcast, Incredible Life Creator. And today I have another author on with me and her name is Miss Jennifer Wright. Hey, Jennifer. Hey there. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, it was um, fun. We kind of connected at the Buckhead Club, which is here in Georgia. And we met through some mutual friends and just an event that was going on there. So happy to meet a fellow author. But uh, just so people can get to know you, I'm going to go ahead and read your short bio. And then I'm going to ask you about you. So uh, Jennifer Wright is a seasoned author, publisher, speaker, and stand-up comedian. She has been a writer since a young age and now focuses on helping entrepreneurs, businesses, and authors to share their stories, craft their messages, and create the processes that help them to create their books with ease. Jennifer is the founder of The Author's Way Publishing, and she uses that platform to help leaders to find their purpose and live their purpose by using their voice to become leadership influencers and publishers. Jennifer is the host of Author's Way podcast, The Journey to Finding Your Voice. She uses her podcast to educate writers on the book process by interviewing successful authors and others who work with writers. She is also the author of The Author's Way Journal, a 90-day journal that helps writers to create a daily writing practice. All right, Jennifer, so tell us about you, how you started out, how you got to be doing what you're doing now. So I started my my career as an English teacher, but that was many, 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 many years ago. Um, and I kind of fell into uh, some um, a career in corporate. And I threw out my corporate career. I always felt like there was something else that I needed to do. It always felt temporary to me, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot about business and, and business process and, and managing projects and executing. And, but I was always kind of a writer at heart. I always did a lot of writing and I kind of broke away from corporate several years ago and became a, a a copywriter, a freelance copywriter. And I enjoyed it, um, but I got pulled back into, as many of us do, that, you know, live the corporate life. Some, you know, we get pulled back. And um, so so I got pulled back into it and I continued doing it. But still, I felt like there was something else. Um, and a few years ago, a friend of mine approached me and she said, you know, I, you're a writer, And I want to write this book. I have this idea for this book, but I don't know how to do it. Can you help me? I'm like, well, I don't really know how to do it either, but we'll figure it out together. So so we did. We worked together. We had a great time doing it. We worked together and we got her book written and we got her book published. And then I I forgot about it. You know, I, I just like, oh, that was a great project. It was it was fun. And and, you know, moving on to the next thing. And then a few years later, she came to me again. She said, I've got another book. And so we got together and we worked on her second book and we got it written and got it published. And it's really started coming to me at that point. I really liked, I really liked the the process of writing a book and I really liked helping her do it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and you know, my background in corporate was always around business process and, and execution and, and project management. And I found that those skills worked really well with writing a book because a book is just a big project. Um, and then you marry that with, you know, being a writer, then I'm like, well, you know, this is a, this is a great thing. So, um, I decided to really start, you know, seeing, you know, are there other people out there that I can help do this? And I found some really great people. I, I really love hearing people's stories and it, this is, it gives me a, a, platform to be able to listen to people's stories and help them tell their stories and and really help them get their you know get their words out into the world. So I have enjoyed it immensely. It brings me lots of joy and you know hopefully I'm helping I'm helping others to to find that joy as well in the process. There's a lot of stress that that goes along with writing a book a lot of times and and my goal is to help kind of help people get rid of that stress and make it a fun joyful process. Yeah. And that's so important cuz I know I uh when I wrote this book I had held up here <laughs> my first book <laughs> This this is a very expensive book <laughs> because as I was learning, I was paying this person, you know, two thousand dollars for the cover and another, you know, two thousand dollars for the editing and another, and then someone. I'm telling you, learning without a mentor can be very expensive and time consuming. But I right. obviously it, it's here. Here it is. <laughs> it came out in 2017. Yeah, um, that's great. I'm very, I'm very proud of it. Um, <laughs> but it, you know, look in, in, in hindsight, if I had someone like you to take me through the process of knowing what to do, I mean, even the things like, you know, how to get the number for the book right <laughs> you know it's got an isbn number i mean um there's so many pieces to writing a book that people don't realize um and you think well i can just do all that you know it's simple i could and you can but it's so much better with a mentor well and you know i i have found that a lot of things are are that way. It's, it's always good to have someone who, um, you know, we, we can't possibly know everything. So we have to seek out people who, who have done things that we haven't done and have learned. And, um, and I, you know, the book writing process just in the last five or six years has evolved immensely. Amazon has done a lot mm -hmm. for the publishing process and their process even changes. Uh, I noticed something uh, the other day that they, that they had, had made a tweak to, I'm like, oh, okay, that's a new thing. I need to put it on my list now. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of this constantly evolving, um, thing. The market is evolving. The market is becoming wide open to people. You don't have to, you're not 
you know, you don't have to be one of those elite that, you know, gets chosen by a publishing company anymore. There's, there's so many options now and which I think is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I think it does help to have someone who kind of like has, has been there, done that and kind of knows, knows how to navigate Yeah, like in said, anything you do. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's just wonderful that we can do that now because mm-hmm. I remember even when I published this book thinking, you know, people would say, well, you know, who's the publisher? Oh, well, it's, it's kind of a, I have a publisher, but it's, it's kind of half self-published and half a publisher kind of thing. And, you know, kind of the snobbishness about the whole thing that, that mine isn't by, you know, (laughs) Simon and Schuster, whatever. Right. (laughs) There was a lot of snobbishness happening. And, um, and now it's like, anybody can publish a book because Amazon has made it so easy. I mean, we used to, when, when I published this one, I had to pay for the publishing. Yeah. You know, and I had to order a certain amount of books. Right. And, and now with Amazon, I, you know, they just print them as you need them. Yeah. It, it, it's just so different. So, and yeah, even since two and 2017, wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, the market has changed tremendously just in the last few years and the print on demand is lovely. I, I absolutely love that. I love the fact that no longer do we have to keep boxes of books in our garage to, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's, we have so many options now and it's, it's fantastic. It is. It really is. So, you know, a lot of times when people sit down and think about writing a book, let's—I know there's a lot of people that have a book in their heart, in their head that they've been meaning to write for ten years or more. <laughs> but when when they think about even sitting down to even begin, the task seems so overwhelming that they just yeah. never start. So, what do you do to help people actually cut it down, make it easier, get started? Well, we all have belief systems. So we all have stories that we tell ourselves that keep us from doing whatever. You know, I tell myself things that, you know, I don't want to exercise today. I don't have the energy. I'm tired. I'm, I'm, you know, my knee hurts my, you know, and so, I mean, we tell ourselves these things and it's the same thing with, with writing, with the books. It's, I don't have time. I'm, um, I'm too busy with the kids. I'm, um, my job is demanding and, or the big thing that's been coming up a lot lately is energy. It's not just time management, it's energy management. And I, I even found that with myself, you spend so, we spend so much time putting out energy to our jobs and to our families and to, to all of these different things that when it's time to really put energy into something that we love, we're sapped. We have nothing left. So it's finding those ways to help people manage that. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's, is there a certain time of day that works for you? 
Um, is there, or, or some people, you know, finding the time sometimes it's, you know, write 15 minutes a day for some people it's give me a Saturday a month, you know, so, so you really have to kind of find what works well for you. There's this great story that I love. There's two stories that I love Maya Angelou. Um, when she was, a lot of people don't know this. I didn't know this. She was a, um, a, a, um, oh, the, in San Francisco, the, the trolley cars, she was a trolley car driver in San Francisco. And, um, she was so committed to writing her first book. She knew she wanted to write this book. She would carry note cards with her and wherever she was, whether she was driving or whatever she was doing when she had just a few minutes, like if she was stopped at a red light, she would pull a note card out and write notes. So she was constantly, she was so committed to writing her book. She was constantly finding like any moment that she had, she would write notes. I love that story um, because I think it, it just really like tells you, you know, we can, we can all find you know, the time to do, to do the things that are important to us. Another story I read recently is there was this gentleman and he was a cashier. Um, I think maybe at a convenience store or a um, some, some store. And he had this book that he wanted to write. He wrote his book on the backs of receipt papers <laughs> so like the receipt papers that would have been thrown away. He right. kept them and he wrote notes. He had thousands of them. I was going to say, what an organization. I know. <laughs> he had thousands of them. And, <laughs> and he used that. And this was recent. He used that to write his book. So it was, you know, he would have a slow night or he would have, you know, a little bit of downtime when no one was coming in. And he would make notes and he would write, write his on, you know, those little pieces of paper. Um, and there was a, it was actually a picture of him standing there with all of these papers on the table <laughs> in front of him. It was amazing. I, I love that story. So it's really just finding the methods that work for us and not, there's not a single method that works for everybody. Um, so it's really kind of finding, I, for one, I don't write every day. I write when inspiration comes and, and it may be, you know, nine o'clock tonight before I go to bed. It may be while I'm taking a quick lunch break. It may be, um, I'm going to go, um, I'm feeling like I want to do some writing. I'm going to go spend an hour at a coffee house and, and do some writing. So I, I write at different times. Some people are very regimented. I'm going to take 30 minutes every morning and I'm going to write. And that's what works for them. Mm -hmm. So it's really just finding the different methods that work for you, depending on what, you know, how you work, um, and you know, the, the time that you have. And I sincerely believe that anything that we have, that we have fear about knowing the process, knowing the methods that you can use mm -hmm. to get through it, to get it done, mm -hmm. 
helps to take that fear away. A lot of times the fear is just the not knowing. Mm-hmm. And once you know, then the fear can go away and now you can now you can get past it. And that's a that's a big part of what I do is just helping people like this is the next step. And so now that you know the next step, you can take the next step and then we'll then we'll continue working on the next step. And that does help because when you think of a whole project, it's like, oh, I don't want to start. It can be <laughs> but, overwhelming. But yeah. If, yeah. But if you're just given one step, you're like, okay, I can do this one step. I don't know what's after right. that, but I'm going to do this one step and just wait and see what happens. And then that right. makes it so much easier. Right. So do you think one of the reasons um, sometimes it's hard for people to write is that we don't do enough writing do our, during our, you know, day or, or whatever. Cause I know there are a lot of people that they really like to journal and, and I'm wondering if that practicing of journaling every day, regardless of what they're writing, if that's helpful. And when they actually sit down to write their book, I think there are two key things that help us become better writers. And this is one of the things that I hear a lot. A lot of people say, oh, I'm not a good writer. Um, And most of the time, people are better than they think they are. But there's number one is reading and reading what you like. You don't have to go you know, there's not like a, a prescription of, of this is what you need to read to become a good writer. Read what you like. Read authors that you like. If it's fiction that you like, read fiction. If it's nonfiction, read nonfiction. Whatever it is that, that you enjoy reading. And, but one of the things I tell people is when you, sometimes when you read, think about it from a different perspective though. Think about what is it that you like about what you're reading? How is the author presenting the information? Are they, if it's nonfiction, is it, are they telling stories? Are they um, giving you information? How are they presenting the information? Because if it's, if it's things, different methods that work well for you and help you understand the content, then those may be some of the same types of elements that you may want to include in your own writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second thing is, is writing. Writing is a practice. It's a learned skill. None of us knew how to write when we were babies. Um, we learned how to do it. So it's, it, and the more you practice, the more you, the better you can get. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of journaling, Um, I'm a big fan of, you know, regular writing practice and writing with the specific intention of practicing. Not everything that you write has to be part of your big novel. Mm -hmm. You can write to practice. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's actually one of the reasons I wrote my book. Um, My book is it's it's a journal. Um, I can't really say it's, it's not necessarily a book. It's a journal. Um, but what it is, is it's set up so that there's, it's 90 days. You don't have to write every day for 90 days, but it, but it is 90 days of writing Mm -hmm. and there's a writing prompt every day. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a, a word of the day every day and there's a gratitude every day. So you can choose to write about any of those three, or you can choose to write 
anything else you want to write. So it's just a way to help encourage people to, to just practice more. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of value in just, just doing it to do it and do it, doing it to practice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I have a similar book, but it's for art and they'll say, okay, oh yeah, draw your hand today. Okay. I, oh, want I love to, that. I want you to draw an animal today. And it, and it gives you every day, it gives you something different that you're supposed to draw. I love that. I may have to check that out because I love art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to share it. It's on Amazon. <laughs> so someone else published it. Um, so um, a lot of times we also talk about writer's block. People talk about getting stuck what are your best tips advice when someone goes I keep looking at the paper and nothing's coming out of my hand my best advice and and this is my advice because this is what works for me is do something else it can be another writing project I usually have multiple projects going on at any given time I may have an article I'm working on and a book I'm working on. And so I'll have different things I'm working on. Um, If I get stuck on one, I go work on something else. Or you can, it can be something completely different. So I do like art. I paint and I draw. Um, I may go work on an art project. Um, I may go take a walk. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I, I, I found really great is taking a walk or taking a drive with nothing, like no headset, no radio, no, like nothing else. And just letting my mind kind of wonder mm-hmm. while I'm walking or driving or doing something. Um, I know that you know, a lot of us, we feel like, and I do this too. I feel like if I'm, if I'm out, if I'm exercising, if I'm walking, I want earbuds in my ears and I want music, but I found that if I can turn that off, sometimes where my mind goes, I create some really interesting stuff mm-hmm. and driving as well. I can come up with some really interesting things when I'm driving. Um, now, you don't want to get distracted when you're driving, so That's you right. have to be careful. <laughs> but but I can come up with some really interesting ideas when I'm driving. And we all have these recorders on our phones now. Mm-hmm. And when you have a great idea that comes up, just hit record and, and talk it, record it. I love so, I that often, especially if I'm, I yeah. drive a lot, so... I'll pull that right out and just whatever I'm thinking in my head, I say it into the recorder. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great method. It's a great method. Um, so, so yeah, just do something else. That That's my best advice for, for being blocked is just do something else and then come back to it. Um, don't leave it. I, I don't recommend that people leave it too long because we run the risk of, you know, kind of letting it set mm-hmm. for, for, too long um or not coming back to it but but yeah that's 
that's the best method I have found. Now, if you have like a deadline or I've really got to get through it, um, it may be that, that, you know, your breaks are smaller. Just take a 15 minute break and walk away. I've also found this really interesting method for productivity called the Pomodoro method. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Why don't you share it? So it's, I don't necessarily follow exactly the way if you look it up, it it has some, some rules around it, but it, you basically, you use timers. So I use um, 45 minutes and 15 minutes. So I set a timer and I, um, for 45 minutes and I work for 45 minutes on a single project. I have one thing that I'm focusing on. Mm-hmm. Then when the timer goes off, I take a, I set another timer for 15 minutes and I take a 15 minute break. And I'm very specific about taking the break. I don't like, oh, let me keep working for a few more minutes. Let me, I take the break. Mm-hmm. And then when the break is over, I come back and I set another time for 40, timer for 45 minutes. And I may work on the same project or I may decide that I'm going to work on a different project. I have found that when I'm writing, I'll, I'll, I set aside writing days. Mm-hmm. When I have a writing day, or sometimes it's a half a day. When I do that, I get a tremendous amount done because I'm forcing myself to focus. But then the break is critical because then you're like, your mind needs that, your mind needs that break. It needs to like stop for a minute. Um, and then when I come back, I can get focused again. Um, and I found that method to be really, really helpful, not only in um, getting rid of blocks, but when I have a day when I do that, I can be highly productive. Mm-hmm. Even in my, my, not just writing, but in my, you know, normal daily work. I can, I can get really, really productive and I can produce a lot, um, by doing that. And that makes total sense. Cause think about how often we get distracted. So if you're working yeah. on something too long, you get tired, you get distracted and you think, I'll just look at this thing on my phone for a second. And a second turns into and then 30 off, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes. And then you can't get the momentum to get back to your project. Cause you're just like, right. oh, I'm tired now. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And I have to be very strict with myself with the timers. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if I'm doing a full day like that, I take my lunch break. I am very specific about taking my lunch break and having a little bit longer break in the middle of the day. And that's when I may go take a walk. I may go do, I may get out and um, do something a little bit different, kind of get away. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that, that's, it's, it's a great, and there's actually some apps out there that, that you can download that, that follow it. I just use my, just my timer on my phone or, um, Alexa, but yeah, but there are actually some apps out there that you can, you can use. Yeah. 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 And actually when I was writing this book, um, I was told to write an outline. So in other words, this is what it's, a. this is what's 
what the book's about. And these are the seven chapters that are going to be in it. So write the outline of the seven chapters. And then what I was told to do is set a timer for 15 minutes and you pull up, this is chapter one and you write for 15 minutes, what's going to be in chapter one. But after 15 minutes, you got to stop and you take a break, like a five minute break. And then you go to chapter two and the same thing, you have 15 minutes to write about it. So basically when you're done with this exercise, you have spent 15 minutes on each chapter writing basically what's going to be in it. It's not any details, but writing what's going to be in each chapter. And then you just go back and then you expand on chapter one and then you expand on chapter two. And that was really helpful for me because it helps you kind of visualize the whole book all at once once you get those little summaries done. I like that method. That's a new method for me. I, I'm going to have to put that in my yeah, um, in my <laughs> tips because I, I really do like that because it does help you to, I was actually having a conversation with, with a client this morning and she had, um, she had done her outline and, um, she had felt like maybe there needed to be some changes to it. Um, so I, you know, I think a method like that might help her. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I like that. I hope you don't mind if I don't take it. Someone else, I, me. I don't know you remember who taught me that <laughs> I, yeah. I it somewhere and I, I'm like, this is great. Yeah. So. I, so, and I love hearing things like that. A friend was telling me the other day about, about something that he was doing. I love, I always, I keep notes of all of those things because, you know, like we were talking about earlier, not every method works well for everyone. So I like being able to, to help p- people find different ways um, that, you know, can help them get through the process. Um, so, so yeah, I love that. So are you mostly helping people write books about themselves, like autobiographies, or are you helping them write business books or, or what kind of books do you help people write? So it's a range. Um, a lot of my clients, most of my clients are nonfiction. I have a couple of people, um, who do want to write, they're fiction books, but they're based on a story from their life. So they're they're wanting to fictionalize something. Um, and then a couple of clients that have memoirs that they're working on. Um, and then I have um, a couple of people that recently have kind of showed up who are wanting to write children's books. So, which is kind of a new genre for me. Uh, so we're we're kind of exploring that together. Uh, the whole process is, you know, is the process of writing as, you know, how different is the process of writing a children's book versus a um, versus a, more of a business? But but most of my clients are are in business. They're business owners. They're executives. So they're the intent of their book is is in in some way business related right so i know you have a background in copywriting and i've done lots of copywriting also i just i i enjoy i enjoy that selling in print and um you know a lot of books are actually written as a sales piece to promote something but you know it's informational but 
in the end, it's meant to sell a service or a product. So what's the difference between something like that and how would you approach that, especially involving, you know, when you're teaching people and maybe they don't have a copywriting background, but how do you teach them that copywriting skill to basically have a book that's a sales letter? So um, it's really about the purpose for me. Um, what is it like, so if you want to write your book, what is it that you want to get out of it? Some people are absolutely, they, I'm building a business. I want a book to help me promote my business. Some people want to get on speaker stages. Some people just have some great, I've learned a lot throughout my career and I just want to share what I've learned. So depending on what the purpose is of the book, um, I really encourage people to, to look at their stories and really kind of give information through storytelling. So by doing that, we really focus on the storytelling as opposed to the, the salesy part of it. So, you know, it's really part about, it's really, all of it's about telling our story, right? Everything, I, I was having this interesting conversation with a with a filmmaker the other day, and we were talking about the di different mediums, whether it's a, a podcast or a book or a, a video or art, um, a painting. It's all about storytelling. So that's what I really encourage my clients to do is, where what are their what are their stories and it, it can be their stories it can be stories from people they know it can be stories from um clients or you know things that they've done to help people um but really kind of center it around stories and then sort of branch out from there then use the stories to kind of illustrate whatever it is you're trying to tell and then you may include some things like um, what are the calls to action that you want the client to take or, or the person who's read the reader, the audience you want them to take. What are the, you know, what are the next steps you want them to do? And it's, it's been very interesting. I'm starting to see a lot more books and I've had a couple of clients do this as well. Um, we're starting to make books even more interactive. So including things like QR codes mm -hmm. in the books. So they can now, they can get a little bit of information about the topic. And then maybe they go to a website and do some, uh, some exercises around what it is you just taught them in the book. So there's some very interesting things that, that we can do now to make these things more multimedia, interactive, and dynamic um, to really engage the audience much, much more than just, you know, having the, you know, read the book and then and then move on to the next book we can really kind of find ways to really engage them in lots of different ways. Um, and maybe we send them to a, a YouTube channel where they can watch videos or we, or we interact with them, you know, through a, you know, other connections. So it's, it's really interesting exploring these, these, all of these different methods. 
There's some really fun ones. And um, yeah. I was wondering, um, do you, have you done anything with the flip books yet? So they're actual, they're, they're eBooks, they're virtual books, but they're flip books. So you might flip to a page and there's a video that you play and then you flip another page and there's words. No, I haven't done anything with that yet, but it's it's very interesting to me. I'm really starting to explore multimedia and how we can use all these different mediums to really kind of one of the first ones that really interested me is um, Malcolm Gladwell. Um, Malcolm Gladwell has a has a podcast out called Revisionist History. That's just it's fascinating. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Um, but then after he did the podcast and he would go out and he would interview people and he would do all of this research for the podcast, then the next book he wrote, when he recorded the book for Audible, he actually recorded it like his podcast. So he would include the actual interviews, oh. which I, I found was fascinating. And that really got me interested in what are some different ways that we can start making these books more interactive um, and interesting. And um, so we can really, really engage with the, with the audience. So yeah, I love, I love that. I haven't done anything with those yet, but um, I love the concept. Um, and then Audible is becoming, so now that Amazon owns Audible, they're making it more accessible to self-published authors as well. So you can um, fairly, not cheaply, it's, it's not necessarily um, a, a cheap process yet. But you can um, you can actually record um, an audible book now and be a self-published author. So you don't have to you don't have to be published through a big publishing house to have um, an audiobook. So it's it's I, I love it. I love where the market's going with all of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's just so much creativity. And, you know, when people are creative, it just you know, helps you in all areas of life. Cause it just open. you don't realize it, but it opens up your mind yeah. to possibilities, you know, so you might be saying, okay, we're talking about writing right now, but when you're creative in writing, it makes you creative in organizing your house or yes. different things. And have you seen, as you work with people, their, their personalities change or they open up in some way? Um, I think people start to discover more about themselves. I think that is one of the things, the act of, of writing your book is you do really start to discover things. And the act of telling stories, I think, really starts to open people up to, to different possibilities. And um, so, yes. And I, they, it, they also start to learn more about their audience. So they, a lot of times what happens is in the very beginning, they'll say, oh, this is who I'm writing this for. As they start creating it, that starts to change and shift. And they may even for, and especially for, for business owners and people that are building a business, they may even find new, um, new markets out there as they're starting to share this information 
then it starts to open up. Oh, you know, there are other possibilities that, that I can explore. And so that's very interesting uh, to watch that. Um, And then when it comes time to start putting the book out and promoting the book, then you really start to see um, some changes there as well. I mean, we really start to look at, okay, who are the people that I want to, you know, get this book out to? Yeah. So, so it's fascinating. So I know there are people listening right now that they have a book. They have a book inside them. So why is now the best time to get that book out? So I I think right now we are in a a place of anything is possible. Anything, absolutely anything is possible. We have so many options available to us. We have so many um, and people, people are kind of starved for that kind of stuff. So I think right now is such a great time to to do that. You know, where we are in the world, where we are in the market, um, you know, the options that we have available. It's it's such an ideal time. And I also have discovered so many people once they write their first book, then there's a second book and then there's a third book. And it really starts to generate all of these other ideas. So why not get started? <laughs> and, yeah. and, you know, I tell people, I said, think about, think about your favorite author or the most successful author you can think of. Before they wrote their first book, they had not written a book yet. So you are in the exact same place that they were before they wrote their first book. And so if you look at someone like a John Maxwell, John Maxwell has over 100 books. 80% of his books were written after the age of 50. Wow. So it is not too late. You are not too old. Someone out there wants to hear about what you have to share. We've learned lessons in our lives. We have, we have done things. We have made mistakes, but in the mistakes we've learned out of those. And why not share that information so that other people can learn, can learn, you know, from all of the expertise that you have and all of the skills that you have. And, um, and we all have great, you know, great information to share. Mm -hmm. I agree. So if people wanted to connect with you, um, can you at this point just say, how can they connect with you? What programs do you have available and how do they get involved? So best way to connect with me is through LinkedIn. I use LinkedIn. That's my primary social media. So, um, you know, just find me on LinkedIn, Jennifer Wright. Um, or um, look up Execurite. It's E-X-E-C-U-W-R-I-G-H-T. Um, Execurite.com is my website. Um, that's the name of my company. 
And so, yeah. And, you know, as far as I, I do, the way I work with my clients is I do masterminds. And so I always have openings for masterminds and mentoring and helping. I love helping, you know, younger people. So, um, you know, would love to, you know, would I, and I love listening to people's stories. So I, I'm always open to, to hearing stories. Um, I do have an upcoming for anyone who is in Atlanta, I do have an upcoming workshop. Um, it is the, um, it's the writer's retreat and workshop. It is going to be at the Buckhead club there in Buckhead. So, um, just get in touch with me and on via LinkedIn or through my website and I'll get you more information about it. Would love it's, it's a live in-person, um, workshop. So, you know, would love to see um, anybody there who, who would just love to learn more about, you know, getting their book started. Wonderful. Yeah. Now I have a personal question for you. Yes. What gives you the most happiness and fulfillment in your life at this point? Two things. Um, you mentioned in my bio that I am a stand-up comedian. I love doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love writing comedy. I love performing comedy. Um, I have an opportunity right now where I'm actually working with, a um, someone who teaches comedy classes. I'm actually helping him out with his comedy classes. And I love doing that because I get to write, get to help, um, new comedians write, um, comedy. So I really do love that. Um, and art. Um, I love to paint. I love to draw. Um, I've kind of gotten out of it a little bit the last year or so, and I'm trying to get back into it. So I want to get a couple of new projects started, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what I love doing. It's, it's my meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. I love art too. So it is very peaceful and yeah, lost in it. Yes. So, yes. But thank you so much for being on the podcast today and just, you know, sharing everything about writing. And I think everyone should sit down and, and, and write a book. You can do it. <laughs> Don't think you can, but you really can do it. Absolutely. So, thank you so much. Yes. Yes. I appreciate this. This has been a great conversation. I've really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, you're welcome. And I have one last question before we finish. Okay. What is your best advice on living an incredible, amazing life? You know, I think it's just, I don't know that I necessarily have any great advice, but it's just, it's just doing it, waking up every day and doing, doing the things that you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you.